thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. This morning we're here because we celebrate the risen Saviour. We celebrate the risen Saviour. It's really exciting that we've got three people. It should have been four today, but there's been some travel arrangements that meant the fourth couldn't. But it means in June we've already got about six who want to get baptised in June. So... That's exciting too. So if you're interested in being baptised, then obviously today it'll explain a little bit about what's going on. So uh, I don't normally wear my Hawaiian shorts in church, okay? Just so you know, Unmil and Shireen and family have come dressed in their Sunday best for Easter Sunday, and I'm here in my shorts and my t-shirt. Well, you know, I think I'd look a bit extravagant going in the water in a suit, but anyway, we'll see. Um, yeah, so I just want to share a few things with you this morning before we start, and then we're going to sing another song, and then the people who are getting baptised are going to share a little bit about why they're doing it with you, okay? They're all a bit nervous, aren't you guys? Yeah, okay. So, but before I just start, Caleb and Remy, could you just stand for me, Caleb and Remy? Just stand up for me. Caleb and Remy uh, have been here since December with their family who live in Barrow, and they're travelling back to Nigeria this Saturday, and it's been lovely to have you with us as a church, and I just want to pray for you as you go, okay? So Father God, as a church, we pray for your blessing upon Caleb and Remy. We thank you for their presence with us, and Father, we pray that as they, as they go, they know you go with them. Father, I pray, Lord, that they know you stand beside them, and I pray, Lord, for their strength that they've been to their family here in Barrow, and we just pray for your anointing upon them at this time. In your name, amen. Amen. Okay, kids as well, after the next song, there is some activities on the table that Katie has set up, so you can, you can either choose to listen to the people sharing, or you can go and do that, but either way, we're going to be all together this morning. So... Quickly, Zechariah, we've been looking at Zechariah, chapter 9 has one verse in it that links to Easter. Zechariah was written hundreds of years before Jesus was even born. And in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, it says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, Ooh, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And that was Palm Sunday, wasn't it? And yet it was written hundreds of years before that happened. That is incredible. And today, we remember Jesus not just dying on a cross, but being raised from the dead. And I think it was, I don't know if you've seen the quote, but is it um, Charles, uh, Charles, what's his name? The guy who was involved in Watergate. Colson the one, Charles Colson, I'm going to read you a quote if I can find it quickly, I just thought of it when we were, we were worshipping them, Charles Colson quote, uh, you might have seen it a lot um, on Facebook if you're on Facebook, but it says this, he was involved in the Watergate scandal, he was locked up for his role in it and actually became a Christian in prison and he said this, I know the resurrection is a fact. And Watergate proved it to me. How? 
because 12 men testified they had seen Jesus raised from the dead. Then they proclaimed that truth for 40 years, never once denying it. Every one of them was beaten, tortured, stoned and put in prison. They would not have endured that if it weren't true. Watergate embroiled 12 of the most powerful men in the world and they couldn't keep alive for three weeks. You're telling me 12 apostles could keep alive for 40 years? Absolutely impossible. And that was what he discovered as a person who didn't believe in God and yet got caught up in a scandal. So today we're going to see three people being baptized and I was going to take a photograph. Does anyone mind if I take a photograph? Okay, no, don't worry, I'll delete it afterwards. It's just for the purposes of my illustration. Okay, so uh, I won't delete it afterwards. If you're fine with it, that's fine. <laughs> if you're fine with it, it's okay. Okay, I'm going to take a photo. Everybody smile. <laughs> okay, Phil, do a really weird pose now. Oh, you already were. There we go. That's fine. Okay. I now have a memory on my phone that I can look back on. I can look back on that memory and I can remember what happened. When Jesus was around, they didn't have cameras. They didn't have Facebook. But what they did was they had eyewitnesses who they traditionally wrote things down. They passed it on from family to family to family. And that is how we can be assured of the truth of the gospel. Luke was a doctor. and he, How many doctors have we got in here this morning? Hands up if you're a doctor. Don't be too ashamed of being a doctor. It's good. You've, you've paid good money to get to be qualified. <laughs> okay. Okay, I trust you because you're a doctor. No, I trust you. But we trust our doctors generally, don't we? Luke was a doctor and he starts his gospel by saying, Dear Theophilus, it was a letter to a friend. He said, I'm writing this so you may know that this happened. I have interviewed eyewitnesses. I have researched this thoroughly. And I want you to know the truth about Jesus. And that's what Luke's gospel starts with. If you don't believe me, read it. But today we've got three people who've asked to be baptized. And I'm going to say, why? Why are we doing it? Why do we do this? Well, it's interesting. St. Paul's up the road are having one today as well, outside in the garden. It's a good job it's nice weather, isn't it? At least we've got a roof over our heads. Why do we do it? Well, first of all, Mark chapter 1 verse 9 says this, At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Jesus did it. So if Jesus did it, that must make it a good thing. So even though he didn't need to be baptized, Jesus did it. Secondly, Jesus told his disciples, Mark chapter 16 verses 15 to 16 says, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be killed. Notice there the believing is the important bit. Okay? The people getting baptized, it's not going to do anything special to them in the sense of the water is water. Yeah? We were going to get you to fill your cups afterwards for a drink, but maybe not. And the early church continued to be faithful in it. Acts chapter 16, verses 30 to 34. The prison guard was scared for his life and he said, he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. 
So everybody did it. So what's it all about? I've already said it's not special water. Trust me, it's not special water. It's come out of the same tap that your tea and coffee tap will come out of, your water will come out of. And the people who are doing it, we've got Faye, we've got Katie, and we've got Bex somewhere. Oh, there she is. Sorry, I'm not saying it's because you're small, honest. <laughs> we've got Bex. And actually, these people are not perfect. <gasps> and being in that pool today will not make them perfect. It will just make them a bit wet. <laughs> in reality, it will make them wetter. But it is a step in following Jesus. It's a step in following Jesus. First comes belief, faith, a recognition that they needed Jesus, that they needed forgiveness from the past. Now they want to show that outwardly. They want to publicly state their faith. And although they haven't got it all together, they know Jesus as Lord and Saviour. That's what this is about. Many of you might have been to a christening. The christening is actually all about the parents. The parents make promises and the child is baptized so that later on, hopefully, they will agree with those promises. But actually, today, the Bible says, believe and be baptized. That's the order that Jesus said himself, believe and be baptized. Today we remember Jesus risen, don't we? Giving everybody in this room and on this planet the chance of a fresh start. Who wants a fresh start? Yes. He beat sin and death. That's all sin, past, present and future. He took the punishment for it. Why? So we could be saved. Romans 10 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and confess with your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm just going to ask for a victim who's quite small and light. Where are we? Reuben, Reuben, come here, Reuben. Come here. No, do you know, that's the way to do it, Kerry. Come here, Reuben, come here. Okay. Do you mind? Okay. Reuben's going to be my victim. Is that okay? I'm not going to do anything horrible. Just stand there, okay? So, Reuben, Reuben is going to be what? I'm going to demonstrate what I'm going to do with Katie, Faye, and Becca with Reuben so that you can see. We're going to get in the water and. We're going to do this to them. You ready? Okay, put your hands up. Okay, right, okay. Well, you can pray as well, right? You've got to keep yourself straight. Right? You trust me, don't you? Don't just keep your hands I'm going to lean you backwards. Right, you ready? I'm going to lean you backwards, like that. Okay, they're not going to bend their legs like that because I'll bait my back. Okay, and then... So that's what we're going to do. And the reason we do that is it's a symbol... Just like we take bread and wine every week to remember Jesus' body and blood because we're not very good at remembering, today is a symbol. When the people go under the water, it's saying like Jesus was buried in a tomb. Jesus was dead and buried. But then he rose again, bringing new life. And so as they come up out of the water, I hope you'll come up out of the water. As they come up out of the water, that is like being raised to new life with Jesus. They are saying... I want to show you that I believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to show you that I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. And that is what baptism is about. You believe and you're baptized. Jesus didn't have a camera to take a picture of that day. But he did have a lot of followers and friends who wrote about it. And 12 men became thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands because they saw the truth of who Jesus was. 
the effect that Jesus has had. These people are not perfect, but they're going to share a bit of their story and tell you how Jesus has had an effect on their life. That the forgiveness of God and the love of God has washed everything out. The past is gone. A new beginning has started. And when Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit came on him like a dove, it says. And so actually this morning, it is a spiritual experience for these people. They're going to be baptized and risen, and they're going, to, they're going to sense that alignment with Jesus, really, as they say, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to be obedient. Thank you, Reuben. You, you, you've been really good. Go on, go on, sit down. So we're going to put them under the water, just like Jesus was in the tomb for three days. We're going to bring them up out of the water, like Jesus was raised from the dead symbolizing that new life. So today, we're going to hear a bit of their why. A bit of their why. You're not going to hear their entire life story, unless they've added to it. Well, Rebecca, maybe you'll hear a bit of her life story. But we're going to see them go under the water and out again, symbolizing the new life they have in Jesus, showing their decision to follow Jesus and showing their obedience to Christ. The water itself will do nothing. But the fact they have already been forgiven and are being obedient to Jesus will do everything. Yeah? The water itself will do nothing, but their obedience to Jesus will do everything. That's what baptism is all about. So we're going to sing another song. The songs we're singing this morning, three of them were chosen, in fact, four of them were chosen by the people getting baptized. So they might share why they've chosen it with the friends and family. It might have been hard for them to choose those songs because might, music might not have been their thing. But this morning, we're praising God. When we sing the songs, we're praising God. We're lifting him above our situation. So we're going to sing one more song, and then I'm going to invite Bex, Faye, and Katie to come and share a bit of their story. Okay, guys? Brilliant. Hopefully. There we go. Right, brilliant. It's over to the three people themselves. So I'm just going to invite Katie, Bex, and Faye to perhaps come in. If you do want to sit on the end of these rows, then it's easier to get out. Um, and they're just going to share a little bit. It's very nerve-wracking to smile at them, okay? A lot of you don't smile at me, but smile at them, okay? Break the habit of a lifetime for some of you, you know? So they're going to just share a little bit about their journey and why they're getting baptized this morning. Some will be longer than others, but that's fine, because actually it's about sharing what they want to share. So I'm going to ask Katie to go first. And as I say, there are some children activities at the back if any of the children want to do that. Parents, there's no Sunday school today. We are going to be shorter than normal, hopefully. Um, depends how long Bex goes on for, doesn't it? <laughs> but hey. Anyway, Katie, over to you. Give Katie a round of applause. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Katie. This is much scarier than teaching a class of 33-year-olds. <laughs> um, I want to get baptised because I want to be brand new in Christ. I want to tell everyone about my faith and I want it to be a new beginning which enables me to become closer to God. I want to show my friends and my family that this is the next step in my faith and I've wanted to do this for a very long time. For those, of the, for those of you that know me, um, I've grown up in a Christian family and I've believed in God as long as I can remember. I couldn't tell you like a specific day, I've just believed in God for a very long time. My parents divorced when I was very young, um, but thankfully they've stayed on God, um, stayed with God and 
stayed on track with God, which has helped me all along the way. My whole family and friends have been so supportive um, on my journey, and you know who you are. Thank you so much. Um, but feeling the Holy Spirit is the best thing in the world. Um, when you're worshipping God, you're praying, ask God to come, and trust me, he will. This is the thing that mainly, this is why I believe, because you can really feel the Holy Spirit. Um, but I believe God places things in my life um, at the right time for the right reasons. Um, so praise God. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is not just a coincidence, it's God instant. Um, but I've got a little Bible verse from 2 Timothy 4.17. Um, and this is on my bedroom wall and I read it every day. And it's the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. This verse means so much to me because the Lord did stand with me through all the tough times when I failed my GCSEs, when I, my parents divorced, through Ariana Grande's bombing, through everything. He strengthened me to carry on. Um, so thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you said Bex would be long. <laughs> Have you just brought your dinner? <laughs> Good morning. My name's Faye. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> so, Johnny told me I had to stand up here and tell you all about my journey, which is fine. I like to talk. But I don't feel like I've had much of a journey so far. I feel like I'm still putting on my coat and tying my shoelaces, but I'll work with what I've got. So I'd like to start with a nod to Naomi and Jeff, who I can't see, but another, hello, for their brilliant Bible school that I went to, thank you, old to new, because I feel a bit old to new. I feel old because, aside from the obvious, I first came to faith when I was 13 years old. And that was when a Christian dance troupe called the Worldwide Message Tribe. Yeah. <laughs> Big box, little box, cardboard box. Yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny knows all the words. He started doing it the other day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they came to my school, and me and a few of my friends followed them on to um, uh, Springmount Church. And then a few of us kept coming back. So I was there when Roz arrived at church in a horse-drawn carriage, looking absolutely beautiful, to marry Johnny back when he still had hair. <laughs> it still feels a bit Chris Rock, I'm sorry. <laughs> Restrain yourself. <laughs> uh, Shirley uh, used to drive us around in a dum-dum car. Can't see Shirley either. Uh, Hilly kept us out of mischief at the uh, Keswick conventions, thank you. I went to London to sing in a big choir competition. We didn't win, but we did all right. It was really good times. So that's the old bit of my old to new. Uh, the two bit started when I was 16 and I left Barrow. And um, when, in all the new places that I lived, I didn't find a new church. So I still called myself a Christian. I never stopped believing in Jesus. But um, without the guidance of the church, my faith started to get a little bit muddled up. I wasn't reading my Bible. Uh, I wasn't really praying. So, um, yeah, I don't think I realized how far I'd wandered until I walked back through those doors. 
So that whole two section was actually 25 years long. Uh, October 2021, I walked back through the doors. I don't know why it was October 2021. I don't know why it was 25 years. There was nothing really going on in my, in my life. It was business as usual, plodding along. Uh, but there were just loads of external things that were just um, hitting me and prompting me to come back to church, and in particular, to come back to um, Spring Mount. Uh, probably the biggest of those was um, Sandra. No? Oh, there she is. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so Sandra started messaging me uh, pretty much every week, uh, saying, we were talking about it actually the other week at dinner, and she said she thinks it was about a year. I don't think it was because it was COVID, but it was a long time, like every week. She was messaging me going, hi, I'm going to church this week. I don't know if you wanted to lift. Jump to meet you at the door. I can do. And I kept going, oh, no, I've got a headache. I can't very well. Da, 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 da. Until eventually I said yes to you. So thank you very much, Sandra, for your persistence and your patience in that, because that's brought me back here today. So thank you. I know there were others as well. Ruth, who's now disappeared. But <laughs> um, uh, Ruth was very um, uh, kindly praying for me, and she was popping invites through my door as well. So thank you. Um, coronavirus lockdown actually was brilliant for me, because you were all on my telly. I got to um, know the format of the service, I got to know some of the songs, I got to know a little bit of who's who, so it was really helpful and made it easier for me to come back to church. However, nonetheless, but, and despite all those good things, still, there are quite a few people in this room that can testify the day I walked back through those doors, I was absolutely petrified. I was shaking in the corner of the foyer. Rose kindly rescued me, thank you. And along with others, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But now look, I'm standing in front of you all, we're all having a nice chat. I'm about to get dunked. I've actually, I've been a bit of a brat about being baptised. So much so that Sandra forbade me from speaking about it until a week before the event. It was for my own good, she tells me. It wasn't. I was so annoying. The thing was, I didn't feel like I was ready to be baptised. Because I'd only been back six months. And uh, I'm still putting on my coat and tying my shoelaces. I wanted to read all the T's and C's before I did it. I wanted to read the whole Bible before I got baptised. Now, to some people, that might sound like a bit of a delaying tactic. But anybody who knows me, the first thing they know about me usually is I really love books. I really love to read. My husband, Jonathan, he's lovely. He built me this ginormous bookcase, and it's 15 foot long and 7 foot high. You can't even reach the top if you do that, can you not? And every birthday and Christmas, I get loads of new lovely books. So it's absolutely bursting and overflowing with loads of books. It's great. I love it. Anyway, this is a good book. It's the good book. It is. <laughs> I love to read it. I find it confusing. I don't understand most of it. But it's ancient. It's God's word. It's holy, it's 
says so on the cover. So for my baptism, I wanted to find something really clever to share you all with you all, so you all think I'm really wise. Hmm. So I was Googling. I'm going to put that on there. I was Googling baptism stories in the Bible and things like that. And I came across this one, and you might all know it really well. You might all be all very familiar with it, but it was brand new to me. But I spotted it, and it was like it had baptism in it, the Easter story. It's in the New Testament, and it refers back to the Old Testament. So I thought, well, win, 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 win. <laughs> That's my story. So this is Acts chapter 8. Uh, I'm going from verse 32, so I'm just going to set the scene for you first. This is an Ethiopian eunuch who's been to worship in the temple in Jerusalem and is on his way home in his chariot and he's struggling to read Isaiah. Well, we've all been there, right? So, so God sends Philip, the apostle, to help him out a little bit. So this is Acts chapter 8, verse 32 to 38. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who's the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. The official answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. Now, there is loads of good stuff you can take from that story if you read into it. Stuff about what it meant to be a eunuch in those days, whether he'd be allowed to even worship in the temple, who the guy was, because this is a really influential guy and he's now taking the message back home to Ethiopia, which today is a really Christian country. But for me, there is one dead simple takeaway from this story, and it's this. The Ethiopian eunuch didn't wait for the journey to be completed. He saw the water, and he said, stop the chariot. So there's me faffing, saying, oh, I've only been back six months. You know, I'm still putting on my coat and shoes. Time of shoelaces. I haven't read all the T's and C's yet. It doesn't matter. There's the water. Stop the chariot. Please baptize me. You will, though, won't you? Forgive me, bear with me, I'm really, really nervous. <sighs> right, so I sat down and tried to put into words all God has done in my life. And so many times I struggled and couldn't put pen to paper. I got stuck focusing on all the pain, trauma and losses and the battle was real. 
But then God spoke, and as always, gracefully showed me that he had me in the power of his hands, and then I got to work. So here goes. My childhood and past has been very much full of pain, abuse, and loss. However, I've always felt deep in my soul that there was something I was missing, so much more to life than the sadness I'd experienced. There has always been an indescribable pull I didn't understand or could grasp. I was so lost for many years of my life, and I searched in all the wrong places with all the wrong people. Since becoming a member of this church and a follower of Christ, my life and heart have changed dramatically for the better. It first began, or at least my first acknowledgement, was at the, the arrival of my amazing daughter, Tilly Grace. <laughs> Prior to that, I had lost so many people in tragic circumstances. Two best friends, my boyfriend, my dad, other family members, and my first baby, to name a few. And I was so desperate to fill a void I couldn't fill. I will never forget meeting my now beautiful sister in Christ, Rebecca, um, at Aquanatal. I'm trembling, sorry. Um, and I saw a light in her that I've never seen in anyone before and felt so drawn to her. We soon became friends and she encouraged me to try church. Only I didn't feel ready at that time and I feared I would be judged for all my failings and mistakes as I'd found comfort in alcohol and bad relationships prior to becoming pregnant. Fast forward to the birth of Tilly Grace. After miscarrying and two long, desperate years trying to conceive her, it was the most traumatic three days of labor, and she was born not breathing due to many feelings at the hospital. <clears throat> she spent 15 days in Preston neonatal, and her daddy and I spent 15 sleepless nights there. We were so helpless and didn't get to hold my baby or hear her cry for the first five days of her life. We decided to try and pray and had to Google as we didn't know what to say or how to pray. The following day, we were wandering around mother care in a daze, and Craig found a baby name book. We'd chosen the name Tilly Grace simply because we liked it, but that was when God showed me that there was so much meaning to it, and she was destined for this earth. She was born on a Tuesday, and as we know, Tuesday's child is full of grace, and then we learned Tilly means mighty in battle. When we arrived back at the hospital, the nurses excitedly waved us to come and see Tilly and informed us she had pulled out her own breathing tube. And in their words said, it was just like she was saying, I don't need this anymore, I can do it myself. And from that moment on, she began breathing on her own, and I finally got to hold her and see her beautiful face without all the tubes. She made the most miraculous recovery, astounding the nurses and ourselves, and she's thrived ever since. She has a beautiful heart and soul and teaches me so much every day, and I'm so proud of her. That experience then brought me to the church as I just wanted to give thanks and learn more about what God is about. And I soon learned that my fear of judgment was just lies from the enemy. Without the support and love from you all, and of course our amazing God, I won't be here today. And can I just add that all you brothers and sisters in Christ, <laughs> Johnny and Roz, I love you more than you'll ever know. You're all amazing and have loved me back to life. My amazing stepdad, my brother and my grandparents are here today. And I feel so blessed and joyful that I get to hear this. It means the world. I began going to church every week or as much as possible, even when I was hungover and full of shame as I lost my way lots more after that. But I knew deep in my soul I could be saved and there was so much more. Till his daddy, Craig, and I unfortunately separated and there was more pain and mistakes that followed. But I held on to God and his promises for dear life. And Craig's here today also supporting me and Tilly. He's an amazing daddy and we're the best of friends and I'm so grateful for that too. Thank you. During the hardest moment of my life today, 
Sorry. <clears throat> I've lost my place now as well. During the last, I was trapped in a toxic and abusive relationship and watching my mum, my best friend, die a horrible death. I was broken again. In my darkest, loneliest moments, I got on my knees and gave everything to God. But for a long time, I didn't feel anything. I couldn't hear him. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, and I felt I had nothing left to give. But I persevered, and I kept the faith. It's only been these last few months and the transforming of my heart and mind that I realized. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I've lost my place again. Sorry. I realised God kept me safe in his dwelling and now I see. He has always, always been there and he will never let me go. I'm full of joy to receive that revelation. I could literally burst. He recently took me back to every past hurt and trauma and showed me where he was in those moments. He said to me, my precious, precious child, I love you, and I would never leave you during your times of trial and suffering. When you only saw one set of footprints in the sand, it was then that I carried you. Now I can leave the past where it belongs, and I have a knowing and understanding of what he has in store for me, and the blessings to come are just too good to not believe. He is a wonder-working God, and there is nothing he cannot do. I know I still have a way to go and far from perfect, but he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. I've never known or felt a peace like it and totally get now that peace that transcends all understanding. Now I stand here today free from all the shame and condemnation. I have forgiven all those who have wronged me and I forgive myself. It's liberating and can only come from God. I've been struggling on my own with my miracle daughter for many years now. While it's been difficult making ends meet and finding the strength, he's equipped us with all we need every time. We never go without and I'm free from worry. He had put things on my heart over the last couple of years and gave me signs of what's in store. And that's when I realized it wasn't going to be easy in lots of ways. But I just lifted my hands, gave it to him and said, it's not my will, let your will be done. I'm all in now, God. And now I'm fostering my gorgeous little nephew, Reuben. <laughs> and everything is falling into place beautifully. I have all I could ever wish for and no longer live in fear. It's so good to remember that God is enough. Who we are in him is enough. What God is providing is enough. I believe it's my calling to break the generational curse and be a light and shine before others. His promises take my breath away and I'm so in love. He reminds me daily that I'm precious, special, chosen, strong. I have so much resilience. I'm unique, called, worthy, and most importantly, forgiven and free. And now I, buy, and now I believe it. I feel my mama in everything I do, and she's, I know she's looking down, beaming with pride. What more could I wish for? I also turn 40 next month, and this day is surreal as I feel like I've spent the last 40 years in the wilderness, but I have no hate or bitterness in my heart, just love and light. Now it's my time to shine. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And lastly, my, uh, the Bible verse that spoke to me is in Matthew 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger for and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everybody in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Amen.